Hello everybody, welcome to Muffed Movies, this is Mark. Before we get started, I wanted to mention something that we didn't cover on the show today. Uh, Andy is going to be hosting a gig called the Kung Fu Jubilee at the Hideout in Chicago on Thursday, December 11th. There's going to be a band there called Exit Ghost, they're going to play an hour of new hits, and then Andy is going to be showing off his new game show called Kung Fu Cage. Tickets are $8, and you can learn more at hideoutchicago.com. So if you live in the Chicago area or if you're nearby, head on over to the hideout on December 11th and support our dear friend Andy. And now, dear listener, we bring you Muffed Movies. Maybe if he was a real boy, he'd step up to the plate and make some mean-spirited jokes. Oh, is that the only difference? Like a big boy. (laughs) The only difference between Pinocchio and me? Yeah. No, there's two others. What are the other two? <laughs> I've been with a lady. And I've been with a boy. <laughs> a real boy. <laughs> but Andy, today's show is not about Pinocchio. Wait, I didn't even introduce the ep- what we're doing. Okay, let's start over. Okay, here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muffed Movies! I am Mark Soloff. I'm Andy Noor. And together we're the Muff Bros. (laughs) Start again! (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muffed Movies. This is a podcast. It's about movies. It's about having a great time. Uh, I'm Mark Soloff. That's Andy Noor. We're friends, and we like movies. But you know what we don't like? Looking at them. So, we are providing this podcast as a public service. For those of you who can't see movies, or who maybe just don't want to open your eyes for them. I've always thought of this as basically movies for the blind. I've actually been getting government funding for the Muff Movies podcast, by the way. What? We get, yeah, because we're basically providing public service. Wait, which government? May, well, mm, the shadow government. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's nice. Um, sorry, blind people. <laughs> <laughs> why did you just because ap- <laughs> here's here's my dilemma I want to ask you why you just apologized to black people but I'm worried I didn't say, I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say black people I said blind people oh okay, okay. There, I'm sure there are a couple black blind people though there are no blind people too fur Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muff Movies. My name's Mark Soloff. My name's Andy North. And you're listening to NPR. Today, we're going to... You're not listening to NPR. You're listening to a podcast, guys. Andy, is this Blastro Podcast? No, it's totally different, and thank goodness. <clears throat> what is the difference? Uh, well, in Muff Movies, first of all, there is no Dottore Belordo. No, that he's a scientist. I feel like that's the major... He has no place here. This is arts and entertainment. <laughs> um, we're going to try and recreate for you, the listener, a an entire movie... Uh, in 45 minutes. That's a hard, fast guarantee. Just completely from memory, using only our acting ability. And some tiny notes. And some tiny notes. We have a Bazooka Joe wrapper worth of (laughs) notes that we're reading off of. Yeah. Today's movie is... Hang on, let me see if the audience can guess. I'm going to do a little bit of the soundtrack. A little bit of that famous soundtrack and see if they can guess. Sure, if you guess today's movie correctly, write in. At Ask Dottore and let us know what movie you thought we must. <laughs> okay, here it is. You ready? Jaws by Carl Gottlieb and Peter Benchley. It is a time of summer on the planet of Earth. 
In the Atlantic Ocean, tourists flock to New England beach destinations. But for one community, a new chief of police has installed himself from the big city of New York. We fade down from the star field onto a midnight beach. You can see beach fires and 1970s college students playing their weird hipster instruments and smoking on their drug pipes. They are hot with life and swollen with anticipation for bright futures. Hey, Danielle, get over here. Let me touch them buns together. <laughs> Tom, a high school senior <laughs> who looks old enough to fit in with the college kids, uh, makes a play for a young lady who's just crunk enough to feel like maybe it's something she's into. Oh, hey, Chrissy. <clears throat> Come on over here outside the fire with me for a second. <laughs> well, you're going to have to catch me first, big fellow. Come and chase me. I'm technically less drunk than you are. No, no, okay, slow down and look. This the, isn't actually that fun. The lithe body of the young, nubile girl <laughs> makes its way across the twilight dunes. She Shh. slides along the sand like a snake. <laughs> Beetlejuice walks by. <laughs> That's what I imagine when you say lithe and nubile. You, you imagine snakes? Well, I, what does lithe mean when you're a, a human being who's running? You're a bad pervert, Andy. It's true. <laughs> Hey, I'll take that criticism. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, she is dropping clothes like it's going out of style. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Come that, on. Is that Beetlejuice? <laughs> no, it's Tom. It's showtime. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom. Tom, drunk as a lord, uh, tumbles down a dune after, <laughs> after Chrissy. Chrissy uh, uh, jumps into the glittering onyx-like surface of the ocean. If I remember right, we'd see her nude breasts, like, within the first... Andy! What? She's nude! This she is a public in... podcast. She jumps, jumps into the water nude. Really? I just want to point out, I think, like, Jaws may be the fastest, like, beginning of movie to nude woman ratio of an 80s movie. Interesting. This has been NPR, National Pork Radio. I like to eat pork. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, get, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tom, is that you? But, um... <laughs> An underwater view uh, of some unseen creature but, um... flirts about Chrissy's dangling legs. But, um... We see Chrissy bob like a bobber on the surface of the sea. What does it sound like? Is she giggling or something? Uh-huh. <laughs> Chrissy looks down and realizes that's not Tom that's bumping up against her legs. Suddenly, something knocks her about three feet into the air. She falls down. Now she's seriously freaking out. She swims frantically over towards a buoy. David Bowie. <laughs> she clutches it for dear life. Something chomps down on her heart. Ah! It drags her hither and thither. And she lets out a horrible scream as she's pulled back and forth across the surface of the water. <laughs> 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 
Chrissy disappears under the water, never to be heard from again. One of the bubbles comes to the top and pops. Ah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> On the beach, Tom passes out in a pile of his own sick teeth. Intentionally. <laughs> He's a freak. <laughs> Regular cut. <laughs> to the interior of the bedroom of the newly installed Sheriff Martin Brody. Brody is waking up next to his beautiful wife, Ellen. He, is his he, wife beautiful? For the 70s. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, wives. <laughs> sorry, 70s wives. There's no... That is way outside of this demographic. Andy, every woman is beautiful to me. That's I'm a good, a good pervert. <laughs> uh, Brody, who is a like, super cut 70s dude, gets up glistening in the morning sun <laughs> oh, next to his wife, <laughs> it <begins>. Ellen. <laughs> uh, he goes downstairs uh, shaking the new beach sand off of his New York newspaper. Uh, his son, a preteen named Michael, comes in. His hand is flayed open from a scuffle he got into with a, a piece of metal outside. Hey, Dad. Ah, uh, hey there, son. <laughs> um, I'm from New York. Uh, hey, son, sorry about your hands. What happened? Well, I got hit by a vampire. <laughs> I'm seeing a note here that says hit by a vampire. Uh, it's a tiny note there. It says you got hit by a vampire. All right, son, just don't dangle it in the water. All sorts of beasts love your blood in there. What are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> oh, she keep warning me about the ocean. I tell you story walking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael takes out a comb from uh, his shoe and slicks his hair back. Suddenly, an old-timey telephone rings. It adheres to Brody's ear automatically. Bring, bring. He's such a good cop. Bring, bring. Uh, Chief Brody, this is uh, Beach Cop 27. Yeah, Beach Cop 27. You gotta come into the uh, office. There's been a, a, a dead body found. On the beach? Yes, sir. Is that my jurisdiction now? We don't have a Coast Guard or whatever? Yeah. The beach is the battlefield of Amity. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> the man finish, finishes penning his screenplay. <laughs> Brody uh, gives his, uh, his wife a passionate kiss goodbye. Hops in his sweet A Jeep. New York kiss. A New Yorkus? What? Are you New Yorkers? If there were if there was a whale attack in New York, it would be a n- n- New Yorker. <laughs> Smash white. Whoa! <laughs> to the, the beach. beach. Oh, the beach. Once a fun place made of golden sand, where youths could play and frolic and experiment with themselves in romance. Now, in the cold light of the morn, the beach is strewn with clothing apparels uh, from Chrissy. Who is dead? Her ghost sadly drifts among the clothes, wishing she could pull them up to heaven. But alas, you can't take it with you. <laughs> I don't remember there being any ghosts, but that's fine. Artistic license. Uh, there are ghosts all around us, Andy. Brody arrives at the beach with. Wait, did we mention where the beach is? This takes place in Maine. Amity. Right? What's Amity? Amity is the name of the town that the beach is on. I don't know what state. Amity, where? I think it's Maine. Stephen King lived there. Did he? Mm-hmm. In Amity? I thought Amity was a fake place. Probably is. Oh. He lived in Maine. He wrote all of his things about Maine. Mainly. Terrible. Smash wipe! Wait! <laughs> Brody uh, walks with a hungover Tom. Oh, God. Uh, can you identify any where the girl is based on these clothes, young man? 
Well, uh, hey, did you murder her? <laughs> no, I didn't murder her. Look at me. Did you murder her? <laughs> no. Ah, I was right. chasing her on the beach, and she took off all of her clothes, and then she went in the water, and I didn't see her again. Wait, was she on fire? No. Why would she take off her clothes and jump in the water? Because we were experimenting with our bodies and our youth. We were in the fl- flames of passion. Oh, all right. I, I mean, heard... maybe she was on fire with the flames of passion. I don't know. I want to be a poet when I grow up. El Fuego de la Pasiona? What? Uh, some uh, Sicilian from the old town. <laughs> a Sicilian who speaks Spanish? <laughs> yeah. New York is a multicultural pl- Oh, shit! Uh, they spot all these crabs having a, a feeding orgy on something weird. The crabs notice the cop and the young man, and they they shit off to the coast. Hi! <laughs> Thanks for dropping in! <laughs> Officer Hendricks, Brody's young deputy, runs up and says, Hey, boss! Hey, boss! Yeah, what is it, Hendricks? I was looking at all these crabs over here trying to make friends, and it turns out they're trying to eat a body! Uh, a body? What? Uh, Brody scampers over. He dusts the crabs off and discovers Chrissy's chewed-up body. Oh, no! Whoa! What a horrible world! Tom is overcome with guilt and gravity. Officer Hendricks, the rookie on the squad, noisily vomits in the corner. Brody says, looks like she got the bit by the love bug. <laughs> Takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> He, he looks down at her body and says, this whole town's going to shell. He, Brody looks down at the body and says, uh, dead, <laughs> dead baby. <laughs> Hendrix is also holding his dead son. <laughs> oh, no. It's really hard to come up with quips about the dead people on the spot. It's because we're sensitive people, and we don't like to mock the dead. That's true. Sorry, dead people. I feel like as comedians, we're hampered by our uh, By our hammock pampers? Our empathy and our uh, poor grasp of the English language. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're great. Yay! Smash cut! The main street of Amity, Maine. Yep. Where Brody's office is located. <laughs> the camera swoops down and in through the window of Brody's <laughs> office, where he just removes the last page of his manuscript from the book and begins, or from the typewriter, and begins working on an incident report about the dead body. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. A body one. Uh, f- f- male, female. I can check the female column there. All right, uh, what sort of uh, cause of moida was it? <laughs> Hmm, I'm hesitant to write shock, but I, yeah, well, I'll, I'll write at the, the beginning, S-H-A, okay. <laughs> uh, Brody's annoying old-time me phone rings. Bring, bring. Hello. Hey, boss, it's me, your secretary, Polly. Oh, great. Hello, Polly. What is it? I think I sound pretty similar to Hendrix. <laughs> I'm his sister, you Polly know, Hendrix. You know what? Polly Hendricks. That's right. Sounds like some sort of a technical institute. Oh! <laughs> Forgive me. Some of my classic New York City humor. Keep it to yourself, you pig. I don't have to put up with that kind of talk. Oh, baby. Hey! <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, stick it in your rear anyway. Stick it in my rear. The PTA wants to talk to you about uh, some uh, <clears throat> new thing about the library. I don't have time for the PTA, Polly. I gotta I got do deal with this shock moiter. Hey, this is 
got things like shock mode and they want to know about the bake sale. What's that? You're breaking up. I'm driving the through a tunnel. <laughs> Brody hangs up the phone. He's ahead of his time. Uh, that he gets a call from the coroner as well. Bring, bring. Hello. Oh, yeah, hello. <laughs> is this uh, Brody? Yes, this Brody. Chief Brody, thank you very much. Uh, this is the coroner of Amory, Maine. Hello. Listen, I need you to come and take a look at this body. <laughs> All right. Near as I could tell, this girl was nibbled to death by crabs. Oh. <laughs> All right, coroner. I think you're barking up the wrong tree there, but, uh, uh you know, I- I'll take a look in a bit. I gotta close the freaking beaches. Bagoon. No. <laughs> the cake boss hangs up the phone. <laughs> uh, Brody busts out from the thrust out <laughs> of his office and marches down Main Street. Already it is bustling with activity. People are setting up shop, getting ready for the big Cuatro de Julio weekend to celebrate Los Estados Unidos. Hey, <laughs> Senor Brody. <laughs> Hello there, Lucio. Hey, we're going to have a good day. <laughs> we're going to have a good weekend. Huh? We sure are. We're going to make all sorts of money on the beach. So many people come to the beach. It's how we make our money for the whole year. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I gotta go close the beach. Wait, what? <laughs> Brody breezes past that uh, ethnically problematic man <laughs> and smacks right into the the anchor covered blazer of Mayor Vaughn. Ah, oh, Brody, old boy. <laughs> Uh, hello there, Mayor. I don't have time for this. How need... are you settling in, Brody, uh, my dear boy? Very good. Thank you, sir. I need to pick up some signs. I tell of... you what. Why don't you stop by my office and we'll talk about this PTA meeting. I did call your secretary, Polly, about <laughs> it this morning. Of course. It's in my to-do box. Also, what's this I'm hearing about a girl nibbled to death by a crab, sir? <laughs> well, Mayor, we think there was a shock attack. We gotta close the beach. Well, nonsense. A- this is Amity. There's no such thing as a shark in Amity. Well, there, I think there is. I think you might be mistaken there, Mayor. Now listen, you, Brody. Mm. Well, <laughs> the Mayor gets in Brody's face. He stands only four feet tall, <laughs> but he's stepping on one of his cronies to elevate himself. <laughs> You don't want to go making waves on your first week in town. The beach is very important to this citizenry, and it's a very important part of Amity's... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jones? Economy, sir. Thank you. The economy of Amity. Oh, my neck. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to want to hear any uh, any more news about you making waves or closing the beach. Do you hear me, Brody? Brody has already disappeared into his Jeep and is driving off towards the beach. Brody! <laughs> the mayor uh, hops into his sweet Cadillac with his other constituents and makes chase. <laughs> Brody gets a call on his um, time cell phone informing him that the Boy Scouts are doing a swimming competition in Shark, bring, bring. shark Mouth Cove. Bring, bring. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, this is the Boy Scout leader. Hello? How are you? This is Brody from... Am I speaking to Brody? Yeah, hello. This is... The Boy Scouts are doing the swimming in the lake right now. I'm glad you called because I was driving out there to stop you because there's a shark. I just wanted to call and let you know. I didn't hear any... Couldn't hear you. I'm going through a tunnel right now. What? 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 Lates. You burned me with my own (laughs) flimsy excuse. Good man. Uh, Brody zooms up to the beach. He can see in the distance 
12 exhausted boy scouts they lie the bodies <laughs> they're so tired out their evil scoutmaster screams at them through a megaphone go faster you boys your live bodies can whip through the water faster than that I greased you up but I'm so tired go, go, stop it I wish I was dead. I wish a shark would eat me. You probably swim fast if you were making so much noise with your mouth. What are you trying to earn your merit badge for gabbing with your lip mouth? <laughs> no, sir. I'm sorry. Well, keep it done. Up, keep it buttoned up. <laughs> the scoutmaster has an aneurysm and passes out. <laughs> Brody drives onto the beach. The mayor's Cadillac pulls immediately in front of him, and Mayor hops out before Brody has a chance to pull the Boy Scouts in. Now, Brody, the Boy Scout one-mile swim is very important to the economy of Amityville. And I want you to go about you stopping the stopping the Boy Scout swim anymore, do you hear me? Now, Mayor, I realize you're the mayor, but it's very... Uh, what if a shark comes? What if another shark is here? Now, Brody, don't let me hear anything more about you ever, ever talking about sharks. You're going to scare the people. Don't you hear the susurrus of worry that just passed around the beach when you said that? What's worried? Susurrus. It's like a low whispering sound. Listen. What did he say about a shark? Shark, you said. Is that shark? Oh, you're right. All right, Mayor. I relent. <laughs> Brody bows <laughs> and gets down on his knees and kisses the mayor's ring. <laughs> now that's bitter. <laughs> Smash wipe! Later in the day, even though he's the chief of police, Brody still likes to hang out from the bangs out. (laughs) He's sitting there while his wife rubs oil into his tense shoulders. He scans the beach tensely, waiting for any possibility of a shark attack. He sees the world's fattest woman bobbing up and down delightedly. Probably... <laughs> she, the water. she doesn't have to return to Hogwarts until the end of the summer. Harry <laughs> Potter. Uh, and uh, a, a man with his little dog plays uh, stick fetch. <laughs> Get out there, you just little piece of shit. <laughs> I resent you. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, you like that? You like your stick? Who takes a black dog out in the middle of the noonday sun? I don't I wish I never had that witch enchant you so you could talk. <laughs> the witch applies more green suntan lotion to herself. She's wearing it like that zinc stuff on her nose. Mm-hmm. When suddenly... Uh, we see a, a, a group of boys hanging out into the ocean. One of them is a soft little sensitive boy named Alex Kintner. <laughs> he looks just like a little morsel of like a delectable picture of marshmallow boy. Mm-hmm. That's basically what Alex looks like. Hey, stay puffed out there. <laughs> <laughs> he bobs deliciously just below the surface of the water, marinating himself in the salty beach air. <laughs> Something makes him sad, and his poet's heart allows him to shed one tear of pure chocolate. <laughs> 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 the sun bakes him, uh, bakes his exposed skin to a delicious 375 degrees. <laughs> Suddenly, an old-ass man with the weirdest tits available <laughs> sits down to- <laughs> directly in front of Brody and starts smiling at him and talking about how the water's cold. <laughs> the weirdest tits available. 
it's really interesting. The actor who they got, <laughs> the old guy. Yeah. He's like, he's not a fat guy. Uh, he, but he's old, so he's sagging. But it's like two golf balls were inserted subcutaneously and are dangling down. Now, does he have just like full breasts or does he just have big puppy nipples? <laughs> there is some tissue underneath the nipple. It's not a, it's not a nippular problem. Weird. <clears throat> now look, Andy, God made us in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. it is distractingly weird. I've no. never seen something like that. And I hang out in shower rooms. I know, that's how we met. I feel like, though, he's... How we can I just met describe your him as a, He's just a different kind of beautiful, you know? Beautiful, you got little puffy breasts. That's true. They're filled with chocolate. <laughs> I can't wait to get those Hershey's kisses out of there. Well, nope. <laughs> I feel like we almost, almost like said something nice for once, like with the whole differently beautiful thing. Uh huh. And then you described them as full of chocolate <laughs> and Hershey kisses. Yeah, you just want to bite them. Do you? A Hershey's kiss? No, we were talking about. Barbara. You're right. Let's start over. <laughs> Boy, that water sure is cold. Oh, jeez, get out of here, old man. Sheesh. We'll just stifle it. No, I would see when you were talking earlier about having clothes in the beach, and that sure seems like a dumb idea now, don't it, Officer Brody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, thank you very much. I gotta watch these kids. A shark could come out and tear their assholes out any, at any moment, or maybe more, you never know. Yeah, shark. the only shark-tearing asshole I see out here is this asshole right here, tearing his mouth off about sharks all the time. <laughs> the old man points directly into Brody's face. At that inopportune moment, the Jumbotron camera operator is also focusing on their conversation, and everyone in town sees Brody fingered as the asshole of the town. <laughs> that sounds dirtier than it is. <clears throat> Suddenly, we see the undersides of bathers. Their legs kicking and sw- Sounds dirtier than it is. Their legs kicking and swimming around in the murky water. Uh oh. We remember this theme. It's the theme from Jaws. That must be a Jaws POV shot. The man with the dog seems to have lost track of where his dog is. We're getting worried about that. When suddenly a great huge shark breaches the water. Ah! Little Alex Kittner is crunched in twain like a Trisket with a, a sliced tomato on it. One of his drumstick legs flashes in the midday sun for a moment before it's pulled under the water in a bubbling g- mass of gore. Oh, the ocean becomes red with human blood. All the little boys around Alex flip out from the nips out. <laughs> Everyone starts racing towards the shore as quickly as they can, screaming. Well, I've never seen such a look in my life. Ruff, 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 ruff. Oh, she a big old fat person. <laughs> Everyone escapes from the ocean. Uh, parents nuzzle their kids. Uh, Brody is super freaked out and running around. He's afraid of the water, Andy. Who is Brody, world Brody building. Is? He's afraid of water. Oh, we didn't establish that. Well, they don't really establish it till later. Oh. Um, but he's afraid, so he can't even get in the water. He's, oh, no. He's only ankle deep. Brody runs up to the edge of the water, <laughs> dips a toe in, and then leaps back. <laughs> <laughs> he arches his back like a cat. Jeezy crazy, what is this? What am I, a swimming octopus here? I can't be doing that. 
literally buries himself in the sand. So not to be held accountable for what's going on in the water. Um, uh, uh, an awkward-looking lady named Mrs. Kittner is the only parent left without a child. Like some bizarre, perverse version of musical chairs, she is left sunless. Does anyone have an extra sun I could borrow? I think mine just got munched up like a cracker. I do, said the planet Tatooine. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, two suns. Thank you. No, thank you, the planet Tatooine. I'll just die alone, I suppose. Smash jargon! Into the interior of the county courthouse. Size of a man eater. <laughs> All the crowd mercifully gets turned on to video games and <laughs> focuses in on their phones. <laughs> I don't know. I want drugs. <laughs> the mayor uh, struts them down the hall. Well, I think perhaps uh, you should uh, go to a more private chamber with me and uh, get the media out of here, and I'll address the, <laughs> the purported shark attack. <laughs> well, thank you, Elder Zachariah. Uh, there's, uh, strictly speaking, no evidence that this was a shark attack. But, Mayor! Yes, my wife. <laughs> Well, I won't deny those. Yay! Yay! <laughs> the mayor and his wife hug each other. Everyone claps. <laughs> Forgetting momentarily about the horror that has beset their town. Someone the looks at a crude drawing of a shark on a chalkboard, and next to it it says, 3,000 clams for the man who brings me the glands of this fan to menace. What? Slim Shady wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> parentheses $3,000 bounty to the person who kills the shark Brody stands up and gets in front of the uh, microphone feedback sorry about that now as you all may have heard we have ourselves a presumed shark the mayor has placed a bounty on that shark's head of 3,000 clams we expect that this crisis will be over shortly uh, do you plan to close the beaches those are my source of income well, we, uh, for the public safety, it is, uh, I am advising that we do close the beaches in the meantime. If you close the beaches, I will be completely out of money. <laughs> well, if we leave the beaches open, our children are going to be picked off one by one. <laughs> Suddenly, uh, the reality of the economic devastation that this may pose drives the crowd of townsfolk into a frenzy. Burr, you can't ah! close the beach, that's my livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> All of this furor, not in the Nazi sense, Andy, all of this... I was just about to say. (laughs) Sounds dirtier than it is. All of this furor is interrupted by the childish and horrible screeching of fingernails against a chalkboard. Everyone in town, (laughs) including people outside the building, turn towards the source of the sound. Sitting on a stool, they see a dingy, grimy disgusting old sailor grinning his jack-o'-lantern grin at them. His weathered face has been turned into a leathery baseball glove by years exposed to the sea sun. His eyes are solid blacks like a shark himself. (laughs) The whole town looks at him expectantly, wondering what his voice will sound like when he finally opens his old and weathered lips. 
You all know who I am, eh? <laughs> you know who I am? You know what I like to do for a lemon? I like to kill fish. I'm a fisherman. Uh, so, essentially, I'll kill your shark, ma'am. Uh, but it's going to cost you. Well, you heard the reward. It's 3,000 clams, stranger. Now, I value my life more than 3,000 clams. I, I'll do it for 10,000 clams. $10,000? That's outrageous. I know. Back now, it's like a million dollars. It's, it's a 1975. What do you mean, back now? Everyone is getting real uptight. Their pocketbooks cinch themselves up in fear. <laughs> a man starts eating his dollar bills to keep them out of Quint's greedy fingers. My name is Quint. Because I'm the fifth in my family with the name Quint. Uh, essentially, you got to ask yourself, do you want to ante up uh, the ten? Ten dollars? <laughs> or do you want to play it cheap and starve next winter? Wait, did you say ten dollars? <laughs> uh, you said it. All right, we'll pay you ten dollars to oh. kill the shark. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quint cuts himself on the inner thigh real quick. Look, everyone's got their thing, okay? <laughs> he hobbles out, <laughs> uh, defeated, but with an air of mystery. The whole town laughs at the idea that they would ever pay anyone $10,000 to hunt down this shark, and pats each other on the back, assuring themselves that, as a town full of fat, sedentary people, <laughs> someone is sure to hunt down <laughs> the man-eating shark soon. <laughs> uh, Gravy drips off the assorted populace as they make their way out <laughs> through the door. A crab gets stuck in the gravy. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? God <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Smash job! Brody's house. The study. He's reading up on shocks. What's he doing in here? Oh. He's reading up on shocks. We hear Brody's <clears throat> inner monologue as he learns shark facts from a 1974 Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> using the best science that we had back then. Chapter 1, The Nose of the Shark. A shark has a very good nose. Point to the nose. Good. Turn the page. <laughs> Chapter 2. <laughs> the jaws of a shark are like giant. They're like a hula hoop, but if you try to get in them and swing around your tuchus, you're gonna get cut. Good job. Chapter 3. Hey, uh, excuse me, honey? Ellen, my wife, what are you doing here? It's me, your wife. I just, um, uh, wanted to ask you if you knew where Michael was. What is this? Is a dissolving marriage all of a sudden? Why does it matter what kind of father I am? Honey, I'm not accusing you of anything. Don't touch me! I haven't seen Michael since he left here an hour ago with his new boat. What? Brody puts his book down with an air of finality. He would never read a letter of it again. <laughs> he grabs her by the cheeks and pulls her close to him, his eyes blaring with, uh, with a... Blaring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got acoustic tear ducts. The loudest eyes. <laughs> Wait a minute. The boat that the old witch gave him for his birthday? Well, yes. He's he... not out in the goddamn ocean, is he? Oh, bugger the bouche. <laughs> yeah, he was... I think he was going to take it out to the ocean. Uh, Brody looks down at the jetty. He can see the boat is tied to the jetty, but the little boy is sitting in the boat. I read that most sharks will kill you within ten feet of, ten feet of the beach. This technically falls within that area. Sheesh. You get him out of the fucking boat right now, Ellen. Or I, I, a shark's gonna turn him into a slice of prosciutto. All right, let's let's get down there. All right. The two race out of the house. Brody beats her. 
I win. <laughs> oh. Dad of the year. But by that point, Michael has already uh, gotten out of the boat. I thought we were at a later scene. <laughs> Remember that scene later where the Michael goes out and the shark almost eats him? Yeah. That's not this scene, apparently. Andy, stop foreshadowing it. I guess we didn't need to spend so much time on this scene because it's a scene where really nothing happens. The scene is basically Brody yells at his son. Andy, don't muff the muffing process. Hang on, let's go back. Nip, 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 nip. Brody sits in his study reading about sharks. His wife comes in. Hey, Michael's down by the lake. Hold on, let me read every chapter to myself aloud, slowly. All right, let me just yell out the window at him. All right. Hey, Michael, get the fucky in here! There's a shark! Ah, oh, goddammit, mother! Get in here, you pizza shit! Well, I, all right, but I'm gonna eat all the prosciutto! Hey, hey mama son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, all is forgiven. Smash wipe! Two, an oceanic night. It is on a pier. Two fishermen gentlemen... Meeting each other under the starless night sky. One of them has a pillowcase filled with his wife's best beef roast. The other one has a chain and hook system with an old inner tube or tire attached to it. I say, Pork Whistle, what a beautiful night to be fishing for a shark. Bang on, Nigel. We're certainly all going to bring this beast to bear. I have it attached my pillowcase to your... Your hook there? Indeed. See if we can't catch out this man eat here. <laughs> Jolly good. Uh, simply uh, attach the uh, shark uh, puncture uh, apparatus uh, to the pillowcase. Here we are. He ties it off. And uh, simply uh, escort it down into the ocean. Uh, there we are. Away with you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> they cast off their uh, giant post-apocalyptic <laughs> fishing lure into the ocean. The moonlight glints off of... <laughs> Two monocles, and they <laughs> trail out into the nighttime ocean in search of shark, 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 shark. Um, suddenly, the tire starts to tear away from them. Uh, I say, Pork Whistle, <laughs> seems like we've got nothing else to bite. Indeed, Nigel, didn't know it was going to be this simple. Child's <laughs> play, I say. Oh, oh. Get your shark goat out. Let's. Oh. Make quick work of this old fellow. All right. Uh, they observe the chain rapidly despooling. Uh, it is approaching the end of its uh, length. Suddenly, the chain goes taut. Uh, they watch on incredulously as the pier on which they stand rips apart. Pork whistle is thrown tits over asshole <laughs> into the ocean. I say pork whistle. Get, <laughs> get yourself out of the water, old boy. Highly irregular. <laughs> I say pork whistle. There's a man you two about. Get out of there immediately. Pork whistle. Uh, he, he wipes his monocle uh, free from the salt water and sees the, the section of pier oh. that was ripped off. It is sitting atop the dorsal fin of a shark. The pier makes a wide circle turn and starts coming back towards him. <laughs> oh my. Shall I say a dozen Hail Marys? Oh, great Jesus, please deliver me from... Pork Whistle, punch it on the snout! Oh yes, of course! Find it off! Pork Whistle dusts off his, his, his Earl of Queensbury technique and he <laughs> rolls up his shirt sleeves just in time. Uh, John is... <laughs> approaches him he extends a trembling fist out to punch the shark in the snout jaws who is no gentleman devours pork whistle from the fist downwards <laughs> oh <laughs> i say old shark that's not cricket if, if 
if anyone should inquire about me, tell them I escaped. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. I remember you on my dreams, Pork Withel! <laughs> Jaws disappears again beneath the water. Three British bubbles <laughs> popping back up to the surface. <laughs> Smash wipe to the harbor of Amity. Normally, the harbor's pretty full, but now, after the announcement of the bounty for the 3,000 clams, that harbor is chock full of boats, buoys, and all sorts of dinghies. Now, has did the two night fishermen <clears throat> share with anybody? You saw this more recently than I did. Did they tell anybody that, like, the shark is bigger than... Because that's the purpose of that scene, right? Is everybody thinks the shark is, like, a normal-sized shark, but we're beginning to suspect that maybe Jaws is... A real big shark. I don't know if the purpose of that scene is to establish his size. It certainly establishes his strength. Sure. And is a great illustration of man's hubris. Oh my gosh, that's a great point. (laughs) Great point average. (laughs) Smash wipe! We see a young Richard Dreyfus. I'm going to make a little side note here. I listened to a podcast called Blurry Photos. Oh boy, here we go. They did a thing about Richard Dreyfus where they acted out like he was a character, which is hilarious. Um, they were so funny about it that they even created a sound effect out of the clips of them doing him. Okay. Called the Dreyfus, because they have him being very fussy. So I'm going to try my hardest not to do what they do. Uh, but just be buyer beware is all I'm saying here. Okay. Do yourselves a favor. Listen to blurry photos. Just listen to all of blurry for photos. the dry fuss sounds. Shouldn't people listen to every episode, Mark? Yes, every episode is good. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to rate and review Blaster Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Andy, they have enough listeners. A rising tide raises all boats, Mark. <clears throat> Speaking of boats, Richard Dreyfus peers at all of the boats that are heading out to seek their fortune and hunting down what they think. He's a normal-sized shark. Yeah, we see touristy-type fishermen assembling their stupid gear. They have, like, bowling balls with a spike through it. They have, like, a bag of tacks. They have uh, a, a, an elvish... They have a... Nobody has a bag of tacks. Yeah. They have an elvish longbow replica from the Lord of the Rings series. And someone has a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt gallops past with his Rough Riders. Woo! <laughs> Straight into the water. (laughs) Richard Dreyfus hops off of his sweet, super technologically advanced uh, ocean schooner and starts looking around for Chief Brody. We see Brody enmeshed in dealing with all sorts of traffic trying to direct these idiot hey, come fishermen. Come on now, all right, all right. Let's have a, let's have a little calm here. Hey, Chief, I, I brought my baseball bat with a knife in it. Uh, Hendrix, you ain't even going on a shark hunt today. You're here to make sure that people get, try to help uh, do traffic control here with me. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Put that away, Hendrix. Hey, you, what do you got there? Dynamite? Give me that. Oh, boy. What? I ought to bust you right in the chops. You knucklehead. What a buzzkill. <laughs> Dynamite Joe <laughs> slinks back to his cocaine parlor. <laughs> Me, Chief, is it okay for me to bring out these? <laughs> Always good to see you, little Sally. Thanks. Yeah, you're looking very pretty. Thanks. Don't go hunting any sharks now. I'm gonna break that shark's heart when he sees my new cabaret routine. <laughs> no, no, no. You... Sally, you remember how difficult it is for you to stay alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not a great idea for you to go hunting sharks. What do you think? All right, I'm gonna go eat whatever in this bag. Okay, bye. Anyone seen my tax? <laughs> uh, Hooper comes up 
uh, to Chief Brody. Excuse me, Chief Brody. Yeah, what do you want, little guy? Hi, I'm Hooper. I'm from the Oceanographic Institute. I almost didn't see you there. You come up to about what, four foot six? <laughs> Good one. I might be kind of dwarvish, but I really know how to stick it to the man when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, all right, little guy. What do you want? I'm pretty busy here, as you can see. I've come to investigate the fish, the shark. Oh, so you're going to... You call yourself a shark hunter as well? I'm not going to hunt it. I was called in by the police station to help. Did I call you? Yeah, typically I feel like you'd be real relieved that I'm here. Did my secretary call you? Polly? Polly Wog? <laughs> That's an old nautical joke. name is joke. Polly Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Polymorphously perverse. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus <laughs> rubs his chest. <laughs> Brody picks up uh, <laughs> the small Richard Dreyfus and deposits oh. him into a dinghy. <laughs> yeah, you get out there too, buddy. Good luck finding that old shark. All right, you haven't seen the last of Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> For the remainder of the movie, Richard Dreyfus is just referred to as Dreyfus. <laughs> Fucking for. Uh, smash cut. Brody and Hooper are in the morgue. Uh, Hooper is examining Chrissy's body, uh, trying to determine stuff about the nature of the attack. He speaks into a really sophisticated and modern personal cassette recorder. Ooh. All right, I see we have uh, the uh, body was uh, perforated uh, by uh, incisors. Uh, <laughs> incisors? Do sharks have incisors? What, are you a shark expert? I mean, no, but... I'm, I am the expert! Okay, so yeah, the shark, these weren't shark molars that would... <laughs> It wasn't chewed up. I'll tell you this. Dreyfus looks over his glasses. This wasn't crabs. <laughs> but this is. No, I think we... That hypothesis was advanced. And... Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Richard Dreyfus gets frustrated and pushes the body off the table. <laughs> I mean, I came all the way down here from New England. I mean, you know, <laughs> the King's Landing in New England. I don't know. I came all the way down here from the... <laughs> all right, little guy. All right, hold on. Why don't you go over there and collect yourself? I'll put this body back on the slab. <laughs> Basically, what we want to get a look at here is the bite radius. Now, how big would you say this shark is based on the uh, radius of the bite? This is no tiger shark. I'll tell you that much. It's got a big bite radius. I mean, look at that. Yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus steps inside of the wound of the woman <laughs> to illustrate how right, it's hula hoop sized. Get out of there, little guy. <laughs> Leave that in there. That's disrespectful. Come on now. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus builds a wooden door in a, a staircase and closes it like he's a, built a Keebler Elf cottage. Hey! Hey! Wow! Why? Get out of the... Did you make a hobble hole inside this body? <laughs> yeah. Get out of there. Ah, all right. Brody knocks Richard Dreyfus out of the body with a broom. Oof. <laughs> so you're saying this is a pretty big shark? Yeah, I think we've established. Great, I'm glad we got that expert opinion. <laughs> All right. Brody puts uh, Dreyfus into a baby Bjorn on his back and walks away from the morgue. Morse code is heard across the nation. The local fishermen have caught the man-eater. <gasps> Brody rushes back to the dock. Great line. Amity. Our boys in blue caught their tail of the shark. Nazi shark captured by American GRs. Brody muscles his way past the fishermen. Um, 
The fishermen have a large shark strung up by its dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sharks. Uh, sharks don't have dicks. What do they have? Divorce hole fins. Divorce hole fins? Is that why sharks have a, such a bad family structure? What? <laughs> Divorce whole fins. No. Divorce half fins? No. Divorce happens, Andy. <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> they string the shark up by its cartilage, which is basically anywhere on a shark. Yeah. You know what? It's like a reverse crucifixion. Do sharks have penises? Do sharks? I think they have cloacas. Hey, what's this you guys got here? What is this, a tiger shark? Well, chief, I'll tell you. These fishermen and I have buffoonishly happened into catching the man-eater. I'll take those 3,000 American dollars now. <laughs> well, I ain't sure about this. We just found out. Me and baby Bjorn back here just discovered that the <laughs> shark and they have a pretty big bite radius. The shark doesn't look like you could cut it. Well, um, excuse me, gentlemen. Oh, no. It's me, the mayor of Amity. <laughs> Photo in front of the shark. All right. Snap. Oh, my neck. <laughs> the mayor crumbles. <laughs> a ninja, <laughs> a pro shark ninja escapes into the distance. Hot, hot, hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we only have three jokes. <laughs> Uh, that's a hard and fast rule. <laughs> Only three jokes per episode. Anyway, uh, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. His wife picks him up and moves him about like a puppet. <laughs> this, we, we uh, put out a reward for a shark, and a shark these gentlemen have caught. $3,000 to you. The beach is open again. Yay! Everybody on the beach celebrates. Hats are thrown in the air. Everyone spreads barbecue sauce on their bodies. <laughs> fills the water with chopped onions in their celebration. Ah, point of order. Richard Dreyfus wriggles his way out of the baby Bjorn. Ah, yes. What's this overgrown baby have to say? Uh, just to be sure, I think that you ought to do an autopsy of this shark. If we find a lady's legs... Then we know that she was this was the shark. Yeah, I've never heard such a thing. We know how the shark died. These gentlemen harpooned it through the face. Harpoon a matata, sir. <laughs> Quite correct. <laughs> but if uh, uh, I forbid it, and uh, let's all go have a great time on the beach. I'll see you all. This weekend. Everyone starts twisting off the caps of their 40s. An old-style boombox comes out and gets pressed up to 11 on the volume knob when suddenly... Jump in the land. Drop your body in. Uh, oh, no, I believe you. Suddenly, the widow Kintner, dressed all in black, morphs up in shadow next to Chief Brody. Everyone falls quiet as the grave. She slaps him across the face. Oh! God damn it, you crazy broad. I ought Shame on you for leaving that beach open when you knew that my delicious-looking son, my irresistible morsel of a son, shame on you. Oh, she has a point, Brody. Hey, guess what? What? Fuck off. <laughs> Brody pushes Hooper into the water. No! <laughs> Smash wipe! Two... Brody's house. He is having a meritorially unhappy dinner. Barely touched his meatloaf, but he's been touching the sauce. He has a tumbler of half-drunk scotch. His wife, Ellen, is getting seconds, uh, and Brody is looking into the innocent eyes of his toddler child, Sean. <laughs> you did 
so did anyway. Today I was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares what you have to say at this age. I in a sandbox. I uh-huh. hit the little, uh, I built the little police station. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. You know what, son? What? Give your daddy a kiss. What? <laughs> Give me a kiss. Nah. I'm your dad. I'm all right. Kiss me. What? Son, I feel bad in my heart. I need the innocent lips of a child on my cheek nah, to make me feel validated, like I made the right choice. I'm just going to kiss my dad? I don't know. You know I love you. I love you, dad. What, are you a homophobe? No, I'm it's not, not gay. It's just weird. I it's feel not... weird about it. I'm your dad. daddy. Oh, yeah, I'm your papa. I don't feel like we gotta call Give you. Give me back. a kiss. Listen, Brody. I'm gonna fucking kiss you, son. No, get out I'm of gonna here. kiss you. <laughs> Brody, Brody makes a swipe for the child who squeaks out of the way just in time. Sean climbs up the chimney to get away from his. <laughs> aggressively smooching father. I'm gonna kiss the shit out of you when you get back down. Yeah, we'll see about that, old man. You have to catch me for you. Sean throws a brick down the chimney and hits Brody in the head. Kiss dad, huh? Kiss dad. <laughs> Brick. You want to kiss him so bad? Good one. <laughs> Ellen returns. Brody whips around, pretending nothing just happened. <clears throat> Lovely meal, baby. Oh, thank you. Um, listen, there's a strange dwarf man at the door. Let me in! I, I don't, honey, I don't like the look of him. In my axe! <laughs> Richard Dreyfus uh, helps himself to some meatloaf as he saunters casually into their familial home. What are you doing in here, Dreyfus? <laughs> I'm a shark expert, alright? I looked at the girl's corpse. I looked at the tiger shark. The bite radius is all off. Oh, I brought some wine. Here you go. And I think we gotta do an autopsy. It's a Pinot Grigio. Yeah. You have excellent taste. I like Pinot because the grapes are sour, and I, that's how I am. I like I'm that sour too. grapes. Hey, I like you. <laughs> I don't like a red wine because of God's tannins in it. It gives me a headache sometimes. Uh, are you the mayor's wife? No, I'm up here in the chimney. It's me, Sean. Oh, hey, little guy. I know what it's like to be able to fit inside a chimney. <laughs> Did you throw a breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. You hang out in here with me later? Uh, nah. You a kid? Come I, on. I'm not into kids. <laughs> All right. It creeped me out. I'm a real Dr. Grant type from Jurassic Park. What? Oh. <laughs> All right, if you want, we can sneak out and cut that shark open. Ain't nobody going to be looking out for it right now. All right. If it'll put your mind at ease. Yeah, it's really going to do that. Smash white. (laughs) To the boat shed at night, two silhouetted figures make their way clandestinely. (laughs) I don't know what clandestine means. (laughs) Into the shed, they see the rotting carcass of the tiger shark. Richard Dreyfus pulls out his dwarven axe and slides (laughs) it. Into the shark's belly. Oh, man. Oh, jeez, I gotta stifle my vomit. It's so Ugh. disgusting looking at you. And also what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very funny. Dreyfus opens up the shark and begins pulling things out. <laughs> An old tan. A license plate that says, well, Big Dick. <laughs> they find a lot of stuff in there. A lava lamp. Mm-hmm. They find a Moldorama wax Christmas tree. They find one of those, like, do you remember those uh, Dr. Dreadful's food labs? <laughs> yeah. Only 80s kids will remember that. It's a, it's a time shark swimming through the time stream. Wow. They find, actually, a larger whale, <laughs> paradoxically, inside the swallow shark. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> Dr. Who tumbles out. <laughs> Thankfully, he is partially digested, <laughs> so we don't have to put up with any of his cocky bullshit. Hey, you see the remains of that girl in there? I found a remains of the day VHS. 
Oh, let's watch it. <laughs> All right. And we'll just wait for VHS to get invented. But no girl's remains are in there, much less the remains of the delicious morsel of Alex. Just like my apartment. No girls and nothing to eat. Huh? That's a bachelor joke. <laughs> we gotta tell the mayor about this. All right. Away! <laughs> they start running towards the mayor's office when suddenly, high on their drunken activity, Richard Dreyfus grabs Roy Scheider by the nose. Hey, it's night. Let's just catch this shark. Whoa, what are you talking about? Like vigilante justice? Yeah, night is when sharks walk around in the water. <laughs> we'll go out at night and get it. Shark expert, huh? Yeah, oceanographic. All right, fine. You got equipment? <laughs> Dreyfus, Dreyfus. The two suit up in a montage sequence <laughs> and leap into the water to investigate. <laughs> a boat surfaces from beneath them. Wow! <laughs> Spared no expense. <laughs> and they fly off into the center of the ocean. Dreyfus comes uh, upon the, uh, the... The flicker. The flicker. The listing boat... That was piloted by one of the mayor's cronies before. Yeah. But it seems to be listing in the water a bit. Dreyfus leaps into the water to investigate. Ha ha! Dreyfus, clothed in a wetsuit, hops into the murky water. Which is weird, because it's illuminated with yellow lights. I guess they're the lights of the downed flicker. Oh yeah, they're they're dead lights. Hmm. From the elven warriors that lost their souls to the swamp. What are you doing, Mr. Dreyfus, in our, in our ocean here? I don't want any dealings with you, elves. I'm merely here to collect golden gems from this downed vessel. Let's see about that. Uh, it's me, Titania, the underwater princess. Oh, boy. Yes, what is it, Titania? You must answer my riddles, <sighs> and I'll tell you what happened to that, uh, that boat up there. <clears throat> okay. Riddle one. Yep. What has got scales on it? And breathes, but it breathe, doesn't breathe air. Uh, fish. Good. Question <laughs> two. What is, um, hi, I'm like a giant person, basically, but there's a hole in my head that I shoot water out of sometimes, and also, my mouth is a comb. Titania is <laughs> encircled in a cloud of ink ah! as Richard Dreyfus <laughs> secretes it from his octopus-like pores. Dreyfus uh, shines his flashlight onto the punctured side of the Flicka's hull. He sees a huge hole in it. He investigates the hole. What's this? An arrowhead? Nay, Dreyfus, nay! Tis the tooth of a great white shark! (gasps) He grabs it, looking at it with the zeal of a scientific investigator. When, (laughs) When suddenly, from the icy depths of the boat's hole... The dead face of a fisherman falls down. Ah! Dreyfus screams underwater and you can't hear it, but up on the surface some bubbles pop out. Boop, boop. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! A dead guy! <laughs> uh, Dreyfus flips out and, and uh, scavorts. From, from the nips from out? From the nips out. <laughs> I feel like you almost never miss a trick. I said that one before. Oh, did you? I said the boys flips out from the nips out earlier. Oh, okay. Nip, 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 nip. <laughs> Dreyfus surfaces. <laughs> and what happened down there? There was a... And then a... Oh, I dropped my tooth. What are you talking about? You got all your teeth in your head? Ben Gardner, the fisherman. He's dead. You mean old Ben Kenobi? <laughs> yeah. The, the gardener? Yeah. He's dead. Oh. We better tell the mayor. We're dealing with a great word. 
great what? No, a great wife. I got a great wife. I sure do. <laughs> the best wife in the world. No, you're misunderstanding me. I love now, her so much. Lower down the ladder so uh, I can get out. Sure, get up here. We can talk about the great wife. My great wife? No, your great wife. Well, what are you being racist right now? <laughs> the two of them continue to argue as they pilot the boat back to shore. <laughs> Uh, the, the Laurel and Hardy of 1975 <laughs> Beach Communities. So funny. The Smash next fight. day, we see a billboard. <laughs> the town of Amity prepares for its 4th of July weekend. What's with the beaches wide open? What's this on the billboard? <gasps> Rogue marks of graffiti have scrabbled a scribbled... <laughs> Rogue marks of graffiti have scrumbled. I feel like the problem you're having is this is the most tortured sentence structure I've ever. There's graffiti on the sign. Is that what you're saying? There's graffiti. The sign has been the sign has been graffitied with a shark's fin, and a lady is screaming, and it says, "Please help me! I'm going to die at Amity National Fourth of July celebration." Now, gentlemen, do you see what your fear mongering has called vandals? Have a defaced our sign. Look, Mayor, the reason for the graffiti is tied into the central problem of this narrative. The Th- shark that we found and killed yesterday? No, no, that was just a decoy probably hired by the real shark to take the fall. I've seen it in New York City all the time. What, you mean there's a second, bigger shark? Yeah, I'm gonna blow the lid off this case. There's a conspiracy of necrotic values. What? <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Keep it to yourself, Brody. You and your weird dwarf things stay out of the way. No, I'm an oceanographic. Quiet, you. <laughs> the mayor, who stands only four feet tall, is able to physically overpower Richard Drivers <laughs> and force him back. Now hear this, you two. If I hear one more word about you two about another shark, I'll suck you both. You what? I'll suck you. What? I'll fire you. Oh, now you're talking my language. Whoa. Don't fire me. I got... Oh, the mayor disappears in a cloud of sulfur. That's good. I gotta learn that one. Meanwhile, what our heroes have feared has come to pass. Thousands of tourists flock to the beaches of Amity. Remember the Battle of Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings 2? Do I ever. Getting lorder? Uh, When all those orcs show up at Helm's Deep? Yeah. That's what is happening, except... Put Taurus, CGI Taurus in over the orcs. Are they CGI? <clears throat> the orcs? No, orcs are real. The tourists. <laughs> no, this is 75. They didn't even have C That's to GI. Well, but I mean, this was after Star Wars, so they could have like made little models of swimmers <laughs> and filmed them from very close up to make them look like they were. Any who's you what's you what? <laughs> swimmers, uh, thousands of them on the beaches. Yeah, we see uh, young college kids eager to celebrate life. Locals sell souvenirs to them. Brody and Hooper are on the horn making urgent calls to their various loved ones and political uh, leaders trying to get help, trying to get extra help. Hey, Dad, I'm going to go down to the beach, okay? No, 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 son. Uh, Just avoid the beach, okay? No, I'm going to go for a swim. There's goyles out there. Look, I know you... Yeah, I'm going with him, Dad. Look, I know you want to go out there with your new boat, uh, but just go in the pond, okay? Just for once, for Daddy. What? The pond. There ain't no girls at the pond, Dad. I know, but just do it. Just fucking do it. You're fine. I hate you. All right. Michael, the older of the boys, uh, unhappily marches off to the pond where only grandmas hang out. 
Brody is tensely watching the beach. A helicopter flies overhead. Patrol boats with sheriff's deputies and state troopers holding rifles, holding shotguns. Holding court. Holding Caulfield. (laughs) I win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Anyway, but suddenly a shark appears, but there's no even shark music. No, no, there's a shark! Brody screams. The whole beach suddenly sees the black dorsal fin in the water. (gasps) Everybody, in terror, screams. People are fisting themselves out. (laughs) Where are you going with that? People are forcing other people out of the way. Kids are getting... Punch. (laughs) Kids are getting trampled. People on rafts are clinging like rats on wreckage, overloading the space capacity of rafts. Uh, A man bleeds from the eyeballs. A cat and a dog hold each other. The Titanic goes down and the band plays on. Suddenly, the shark lifts its head up out of the water. But it's the head of a stupid boy? Hello. (laughs) April Fool's. (laughs) We see from the boy's point of view, a thousand gunboats are pointing their revolvers, rifles, and artillery cannons straight at the boy. The town pulls the two pranksters onto the beach and tears them limb from limb in their anger. Oh no! It's like Shirley Jackson's The Lottery as they just beat the two children into a pulp. Ah, how about an alien? Dionysus watches on with a grin. Yes. Everyone is relieved that... Mm, there was no actual shark attack that day. Whew, Brody takes a watery dump on the side of the beach from his relief. Gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brody takes a real solid concentrated dump on Gross. the side of the beach. Meanwhile, in the old lady inlet... <clears throat> the old lady enclosure. Michael paddles his boat in tiny circles in the four-foot deep water. Oh, paddle that boat in tiny circles, Michael. Yeah, Mr. Johnson? Yeah? Do you think you could uh, maybe head off somewhere else for a while? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I, my job is to patrol the pond and look for kids and sing at them. <clears throat> Here's a song I just wrote. It just sounds ominous because I'm one fifth of a uh, quartet. Oops. <laughs> it just sounds ominous because I'm one fourth of a barbershop quartet. Mr. Johnson continues to play his <laughs> ominous song as we see from a mysterious point of view something approaching Michael from under the water. A woman from the shore notices something. What's this? Oh my! A dorsal fin! Wait! Shark! Shark! Now it could be a dolphin, miss! No, it's a shark! Alright, shark! It's probably a shark! The cry comes up again as everybody notices the shark, who hasn't so far come through the inlet, approaching Michael in the pond. Clever girl. (laughs) Brody, super tired of all this BS, looks over his shoulder. He sees the unmistakable fin of the Jaws shark. Oh, God damn it! Brody makes a beeline for the beach. He hops over the pier. Uh, Michael! Michael, get out of the water! What are you talking about, Dad? First I gotta go with the pond, and then I can't even go with the pond, but gosh! <laughs> oh, fucking a bull! <laughs> <laughs> he, he runs up. Uh, suddenly, the man who sings doo-wop... <laughs> John, Mr. Johnson? <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson uh, is knocked off his boat by the mighty Jaws. 
Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jaws rips Mr. Johnson in half. His uh, muscular leg drops to the bottom of the sea. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Michael pedal, paddles his legs as fast as they'll go and arrives on the shore safe. But Mr. Johnson has paid the ultimate price. Uh, Michael is like a human cadaver. The paleness has entered his skin. <laughs> the paleness has entered my skin. <laughs> uh, Brody drags him across the beach. Ellen. What's that? What's that? What are you doing? The crowd parts. Oh. To reveal the hobbled, bent form of Quint the Fisherman. <clears throat> well, well, well. It appears we've had our comeuppance. <laughs> Old Johnson, who's next? How many more people is your town willing to lose before you'll hire Old Quint to solve your problems for you? All right, Mr. Quint, you make your point. Uh, Brody throws his son to Ellen. <laughs> Send that to the hospital. He's in shock. <laughs> Let Quint, let's cut to the chase. We need to hire you to kill the shark. Uh, very well, but here's what I'll need. A medium-sized boat, and I'll need a hard-nosed New York son of a bitch, and some sort of nimble little dwarf creature that uh, could for expendable uh, odd jobs and bait. All right, you got yourself a deal. They shake on it. Oh, shit, where'd I leave Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> Inside the airport locker, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus <laughs> bangs helplessly. Smash job! To the dock, Quint's medium-sized boat, the Orca, <laughs> is being loaded by his manservant who refuses to go on this dangerous mission. Richard Dreyfus shows up with his science heroes and with all their fancy New York City science equipment. All right, put the laser cutter up in the stern. And I'm going to need the quantum defibrillator. <laughs> What's this? You got there? a uh, laser cutter. Uh, that's not gonna cut it when you're out there against a great white shark there, boy. Well, I've yet to encounter any man or beast that doesn't fall to the mighty power of science, Mr. Quint. Let me tell you something, boy. Quint unhooks his mouth (laughs) so that he can get even less articulate. (laughs) No amount of big city learning is gonna help help you out there. Wait, hold on. Dreyfus attaches an old man translation device to his earpiece. Okay, go ahead. It's going to help you when you're out there. No amount of big city is going to help you when you're out there looking for a shark, Mr. Dreyfus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see about that, Quint. Oh, Spanish ladies. Oh, Spanish women. Um, uh, Brody and Ellen show up. I don't know about this, honey. Well, uh, it's the only thing that I'm the only man in town who's allowed to help out here, apparently. I gotta... The ocean makes me nauseous. You're terrified of the water. I'm afraid of drowning, not the water. (laughs) There's a distinction. Well, I'm even more afraid of you being torn apart by a shark, much less drowning. I mean, you'll be lucky if you get a chance to drown. Oh, honey, you're a good wife. (laughs) But we have our differences. (laughs) Anyway, time to go fishing. (laughs) Get in that water, you pussy. What? I did. <laughs> oh, hey there, Sean. Anyway, can I have your baseball bat if you don't come back? Yeah, all right. Thanks, Dad. Wait, if I do come back, do I get that kiss? 
Yeah, we'll see about that. Huh? <laughs> All right. We'll just see about that. It's not weird. I'm your dad. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like we kind of moved past that. I'm two years old now. Sean's social worker comes up behind him and puts a hand on his shoulder. You know, me and Jerry have been talking about it a lot. I feel like i got to sort of establish my own space. Yeah, boundaries, schmoundries. All right, I'm going to go and kill a monster. See, now this is exactly what Jerry and I are talking about, you know? <laughs> You'll love me then. I'll bring you a fin, huh? A fin. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus <clears throat> uh, breaks the tension <laughs> by cutting a loud dwarven fart. Sorry, it's the nature of my clan. <laughs> we iris out on the three as they begin their uh, journey from which they may never return. Do they return, Andy? I don't know. We're not at the end of the movie yet. Smash cut to the middle of the ocean. The boat bobs like a bobby boat. Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. Brody's getting nauseous Bloop. and feeling weird. He's on chum duty. Yeah, I gotta put all this uh, flipping, what is this, shrimp and shit? What is this, uh, Quint? That's a combination of a whale and dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this smells awful. Oh, hey, yeah. Hooper, you gotta... You, I mean, Dreyfus. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get over here and try pitching some of this shit in the water like I'm doing. Uh, I don't think so. There's sharks in that water. What? <laughs> All of a sudden, Jaws. The shark. Appears right beneath the boat. Oh, my God. It's like the size of two trash cans put next to each other. <laughs> For the first time... Brody is able to get a good look at the monstrous shark. Bigger even than the boat is from tip to stern. Whoa. What a shark. Oh, what a shark. Late December back in 63. Was a very special shark for me. Or her. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <gasps> Brody. Yeah, we're gonna need a bigger boat, Quint. Hey, Quint! What? We're going to need a bigger boat. Well, this isn't a transformer. You can't just attach more stuff to make it bigger. It's, it's one size boat. <laughs> Look at that shark over there. Yes, it's time to sling a hook in the beast. Quint straps himself into his crazy chair and puts a huge fishing rod spool onto his fishing area. He casts out. Where's his fishing area? <laughs> You know where his fishing area is. It's where his tackle box is. Yeah! Nice! Hello! Um, Rip Taylor throws confetti into the water. <laughs> I don't know! Uh, Quint casts a line into the water. Jaws, like an idiot, takes it and starts sailing away super fast. Hey, come back here with my hook, you shark. Brody starts pouring water on the unspooling reel because it's going just that fast. The friction. I don't know. It's weird. Stranger than friction. Ah. Hey. Very nice. The uh, tooth is stranger than fiction. The tooth? Shark tooth. I lost it! <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the line snaps! Oh! The boat lists as the shark pulls it sideways. Ah! Don't worry, I'll steer this like a young hotshot. Richard Dreyfus starts steering like crazy. Making everybody fall down all the time. Suddenly everybody realizes that when I said earlier that the line snapped, it hasn't yet. Oh no! It snapped taut though, and the boat begins to be pulled hither and yon by the tremendous strength of the giant shark. Whoa. Quint grabs a barrel attached to a harpoon. Yeah. And chucks it at the flippin' shark. <laughs> he chucks the barrel like King Kong? No, he chucks the harpoon at the Donkey shark. Donkey Kong? Fuck. 
and it pierces the shark's side. Ah! The shark, I mean, the, the barrel flies out of the boat Whee! and stays on the surface of the water, Hold keeping up. the shark from submerging again. From now on, they'll always be able to see where the shark is, because it can't take a barrel underwater with it. Wow, good thinking, Quince. You really are a 10,000 clam man. Never before seen a shark that could take a barrel under the water. The barrel... Guess fucking what? What? Dudes. It does. The barrel goes under the water? Nope. How possible this is? Impossible. Of course. <laughs> uh, all the guys are real debonered by this. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it is nighttime. It looks like Jaws the shark has gotten away. They're sitting sadly in their sitting room, drinking grog from Quint's moonshine bottle. Uh, all of a sudden, Dreyfus notices Quint's weirdo head bump. Hey, Quint. Yes. What's wrong with your face there? Why do you got a big bump on your head? Oh, you're looking at that scar there, laddie. Ah, uh, the scar. I got punched in the head by an Irishman in Boston. <laughs> Look uh, at this. Look at that. Richard Dreyfus shows off a scar. <laughs> ah! The two men recoil in horror. Jesus! <laughs> he crosses what? himself. That's just my forearm. No, it's up here. Oh. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus swivels around his eyeball. Revealing that it's made of glass. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, lost this to a barracuda. <clears throat> I was doing research in the South Sea. A little bit of barometric research about microclimates. That's nothing. I got you, bait. Uh, uh, Quint takes his arm and tries to straighten it out. It stays at a 45 degree angle. Huh? Huh? What's that? Your arm doesn't work? Uh, yeah. I, I was arm wrestling one time. And a man from China hurt my arm. Huh? Pretty good, right? It's not a very good story at all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to see this? <laughs> Everyone looks over at Brody. He's got his dick out. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey? Yeah, you guys don't know. It's just a circumcision. <laughs> yeah, that's, we got a little thing. Everyone's like getting old nowadays. It's a New York thing. I don't have that. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's why I love the sea. Do you want to see something for real? Yes, says the audience. <laughs> Quint rolls up his shirt to reveal a giant chunk missing from his torso. Well, it was 1944. I was on the USS, what was it, Indianapolis? The Enterprise? No. <laughs> the fuck up when I tell my story. All right. We were hit by uh, delivering a bomb to a... Uh, Fucking, I don't remember. Was it uh, the, the Hiroshima bomb? Yep, we were delivering the Hiroshima bomb. And, uh, <laughs> Quinn realizes that his voice <laughs> has gotten weird due to all the moonshine that he's... Oh, yeah, that'll affect your throat. No totally problem. Not. A giant shark attacked you. Attacked your ship. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time remembering what exactly happened. <laughs> Hold on, let me gather my thoughts. Quint uh, takes a cigarette pack out of his rolled-up sleeve. He, uh surreptitiously peels the label back and looks at his little bullet point notes. Alright, there we've got there. <clears throat> the year was 1944. <laughs> we were in an Indianapolis ship which was torpedoed by the Japanese. Such a secret mission it was that we didn't get reported as being missing for two weeks. Well, we're talking thousand men in the water. First night. Two weeks! Two weeks. Seems like an awfully long time. Yeah. 
It's a secret mission. Secret. You know I... what that means? First night, uh, tiger shark attacks. Pulls a man down into the depths. We form tight little squares, like a bunch of pretty dancing boys. But the sharks didn't care. Sometimes <laughs> shark come around. Here you kick and you punch and you scream. Sometimes you beat them off. Sometimes you don't. What? <laughs> you know a shark. You look at it. It ain't like a living thing. It's got black eyes, like a doll's eyes, till it starts to bite on you. Then <laughs> Quinn realizes he's fallen asleep in the middle of his own story. <laughs> he wakes up. It's done. <laughs> Anyway, we delivered the bomb. What? What? Oh, that story from last night. You want some eggs? <laughs> yeah. All right. How about if we head back to shore and get ourselves a bigger boat? No, Brody screams in a very out of character way. We're not going to get a bigger boat. We're going to solve this shark mystery right now. You were the one that said we should get a bigger boat. You're yet. a dwarven coward. I want the ring of power. <laughs> Oh, boy. Brody Brody clenches his muscles. It's obvious Saruman has gotten inside of his head. What the heck? <laughs> We're going to kill this shark right now, today, this morning. All right, Quint. Brody's got I'm Brody. sea madness on him. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be up to you and me, I guess, to take care of this shark. I have an idea. What's your idea, young dwarf? We brought along this uh, titanium cage. If you lower me down in there, I might be able to stab him with a poison spear. I learned it from my Ewok village that I grew up in. That's a great idea. Here we go. <laughs> the two men assemble a cage while Brody raves about the uh, the sea. Brody starts carving a map of Lothlorien into the wooden hull. <laughs> uh, the dwarf is lowered down into the water <laughs> with his magic spear. Dwarves are natural swimmers. I have a chainmail wetsuit of Mithril. Keep it to yourself, dwarf. All right. <laughs> He's lowered down beneath the surface of the water with his magic spear. How many people have met their end under these briny depths? Boom. What? Boom. 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 Oh no! Surely it must be one one fifth of a doo-wop group. Oh no! The giant, massive, two trash can-sized head of Jaws Shark appears from the shadows. It comes straight on towards Dreyfus, and then suddenly veers off at the last minute. The music gets confused. Sidebar: In this movie, sometimes when they're doing exciting things, like it has this 1970s movie way of having a soundtrack. That's like more adventurous and fun and lighthearted than the situation merits. So it totally undercuts like like the fear and adventure and danger of like harpooning Jaws because the music's all like this dumb triumphant. <laughs> yeah, but with the Indiana Jones thing, you feel like it's more of a straight up adventure. Jaws is more like no, suspense but that's what horror. I mean. Do you remember in this movie where the Indiana Jones theme starts playing as Richard no. Dreyfuss is being attacked by the shark? What doesn't happen? Oh, Andy, I'm sorry. We I'm sorry for the first time breaking the, uh, making a goof Andy, during the recording of our it. podcast. Now we have to redo the show. <laughs> Suddenly, Dreyfus... We're doing was... it backwards. We're going to call it Swaj. What? <laughs> when did he go? I'm right here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaws bites through the little metal room. His huge, two hula hoop-sized teeth <laughs> clacking through, trying to... Crump, 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 crump. Trying to de-dwarf Dreyfus. Oh, shit. 
Oh, shit, let me stab you with my... Dreyfus drops his magic spear and it floats to the bottom of the water. Oh, no. A defenseless Dreyfus backs out of the cage through the hole that the shark has made as it prepares for another ramming run. The jaws twists around, winks at Dreyfus, and charges headlong. But at the last minute, Dreyfus squirks out a thick jet of ink, blinding the shark. Now, what we haven't made a big deal of, but it is true, is that this ink is coming from Dreyfus' body. (laughs) This ink is bananas. This is not like a tool belt he has. (laughs) No. No, he's got a... He has ink sacks. Yeah, that's why he is drawn to the ocean. Dreyfus sinks to the bottom of the ocean so that the shark can't find him, which seems like a stupid plan. Yeah. Like, I, you, I don't think a shark's like a bear where if you just pretend to be dead, it won't eat you. Well, I think sharks will eat a dead person. Jaws's navigational system is very linear, so he can't think about anything above or below him. Oh. Which makes it hard to surface and eat people. That's a metaphor. For what? Like workaholics? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, don't be a Jaws. We could all learn something from a Jaws. Be a Dreyfus. Smash wipe! <laughs> up to the on, surface! Up on the boat, they pull back the cage with the winch and discover nothing but bent-up pipes. Oh, shit, Quint! Oh, well, looks like he's dead. Mission accomplished, let's go home. No, 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 no. The, the mission wasn't to kill <laughs> Dreyfus, we were trying to kill the shack. What? A shark? There's a shark out here? <laughs> Quint freaks out. Suddenly, Jaws the shark leaps out of the water and flops his 25-foot bulk down onto the stern of the boat. The boat is upended and begins sinking. It's suddenly turned into a stunt spectacular as the men have to scramble and hang on to stuff to keep from falling downward, downward towards the hell mouth of Jaws the Shark. Quint slides down! Barely grabs the edge of the door, which is now almost vertical, and ha- holds on for dear life. He is hanging on to the door. Suddenly, a tiny mouse appears in the keyhole and starts slowly twisting the knob so the door will open. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, this is for all those days that you kept the, the, the cheese from me, Mr. I, Quinn. Don't, Mr. <laughs> I don't... I can't do Quinn's voice. Uh, Mr. Whiskers, no, no, please. I bet you're regretting uh, having uh, kept the uh, cheese all to yourself, huh? (laughs) Please, I I swear, if you just don't twist that knob, uh, I'll give you all the cheese you can eat. Hey, what's this, ten little piggies? Which one of these went to market? No, 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 then the mouse starts prying (laughs) Quinn's fingers off one at a time. Oh, this little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had none. No, not none. We zoom into the mouse's iris and see its mind is being controlled by a host of ghost sharks that have paranormally possessed it. These sharks will finally claim vengeance for Quint's ruthless sharking. With sharking, nice. Thank you. With inhuman strength, the mouse pushes Quint's other hand off of his handhold. No! And he slides down the deck into the mouth of Jaws. <laughs> Quint, with uh, the abilities of a dancer, puts both of his foot bottoms against the teeth of Jaws, his legs splayed out in a sort of (laughs) splits, preventing him from tumbling immediately into the mouth. Oh, no, you don't. (laughs) The shark does a backflip in midair, catching Quint uh, around the waist. What a hula hoop this is. (laughs) Jaws finally closes down business on Quint's stomach day. Anyway, Jaws eats Quint. Brody watches on with horror. 
I knew that people die, you know, and sometimes uh, you get overcome by the thing you're most passionate about. But I never thought I'd see the day that the men who kill sharks will get killed by a shark. <laughs> How ironic. Oh! Says the shark. Jaws winks. Appearing right behind Brody. Oh! <laughs> Brody grabs Jaws by the cheeks, much like he has practiced with his wife and loved ones, and twists him around. Judo flipping Jaws away from him and what? back into the sea. <laughs> this is how we do it in New York. Ha! This is how we do it in the ocean. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. To all my neighbors who've got much flavor. <clears throat> Jaws smashes down his fat shark body again on the boat. The boat is sinking quickly now, and Brody must scramble up to the sails <laughs> to hide out on the crow's nest. Brody grabs whatever comes to hand. Uh, the magic rifle! The magic rifle! Zip. He has that, but he also has to get something in the shark's mouth. <laughs> That's right. He needs to capture the flag from the shark's mouth, otherwise he won't go on to the next route. That's right. It's <laughs> down, down the shark's tongue is a pool of gack <laughs> that Quint just went into. Terrible. Thank you. Brody picks up a pressurized air canister used for some scientific shit. Hi! That he... It's me, the air canister. Oh, hey there, air canister. Hi. Listen, I'm going to try and beat this shark to death with you, all right? What? No. This pretty much a last ditch effort. for science and for keeping people alive. Yeah, sure. Ah! Brody <laughs> starts hammering on the shark's nose with the pressurized air canister. Oh, 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 uh, make, oh, make you feel like a big man. Oh, oh. He gives the shark a black eye, but soon loses his grip. Good thing my eye was already black. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> he high fives himself. <laughs> the... Uh, shark bites down on the air canister and glumps it away ah! from the frightened Brody. It gets caught in the Jaws shark's mouth like uh, like a little kernel of popcorn would in the mouth of you or I. Sorry, popcorn. That's okay. <laughs> it's me, Colonel Popcorn. But <laughs> it's a shark. The ghost of Colonel Popcorn appears next to the ghost of Pork Whiskers. Pork Whistle. <laughs> I say pork whistle. There he is, Colonel Bob Gordon. What had its coffee duck in here? Hey, what, what? Indeed, uh, we're in limbo. Should have been baptized. Jaws <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the shark uh, is getting pissed off from the mist off. <laughs> he twists off of the cabin. <gasps> Thank you, I'm like Eminem. You are. He twists off of the cabin and rounds about for one final death charge. His mouth is open, sucking in water and fear. It makes him strong. Wrong. The Jaws shark is now going 88 miles per hour. Brody, balanced on the wreckage of the boat, aims his rifle at the shark's mouth as the shark goes back in time. He noted. <laughs> Brody uh, slaps the side of the rifle like you do with a, a malfunctioning bit of electronic equipment, mm. and the time shark is reinstated into 1975. <laughs> The first bullet slides through the spot where the shark used to be, going past harmlessly as the shark blinks temporarily out of existence. Whoa, what a Matrix-like situation. But then it comes back! The second bullet whizzes past Jaws, bends in the water, and assassinates JFK. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! The third bullet and final bullet Brody takes from behind his ear. It's his lucky bullet. He licks it. He says a small prayer to the Pope. Sorry there, bullet. I was just, you know, that's my lucky lick. Oh, yeah, you keep doing that all the time, and I 
I got a real weird association with mouth play. Yes, we did. Yeah, now I'm trying to shoot this shark in the mouth, so, you know. What, are you going to shoot me in that shark's mouth? Yeah, I'm going to shoot you in my other friend, the air tank. All right, where do you want me to... Oh, there's air tank in yeah, there, aim, hey, aim for... Oh, hey. <laughs> Here we are again, are you a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Brody cocks his rifle, looks down at Scope, and says, Smile, you son of a bitch! Jaws pauses for a moment and feels it's inappropriate when men on the street ask him to smile. But it's too late! The bullet is careening at matrix like speeds, bullet timing so the world. Than like a, or like slower than a normal bullet would be. <laughs> yeah, time slows down. Uh, the bullet makes waves in the air and then waves in the water and then collides with the pressurized air tank. That tank filled with pressurized air pops harmlessly. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just filled with air. Jaws the shark smashes headlong into the boat, which disintegrates. I really hope that would work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brody, perplexed, swims beneath the surface of the water, pursued by the murderous shark. Suddenly, rising from the depths like the god Poseidon, is the dwarvish body of Richard Dreyfus <gasps> and his submersible surfacing techno boat oh, no. <laughs> spared no expense the boat rises from the depths carrying him aloft he holds a trident in his arm and a naiad is wrapped around his naked leg he looks like nothing more than ursula at the end of the little mermaid a tremendous behemoth rising from the depths lightning flickering around his robotic groin <laughs> He extends a merciful arm out to Brody, who grabs it and rises 20 feet above the surface on their sea citadel. <laughs> hey, Dreyfus, I guess this science thing ain't so useless after all. Yeah, all right. Now let's you and me beat the shit out of that shark. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus looks down the barrel of his laser cannon. He squeezes both the trigger buttons at once. Yeah. Uh-oh. A photon torpedo shoots out of the scientific instrument's nozzle. It goes down the open gill duct of Jaws and lands directly in his core, triggering a nuclear detonation. Quint's torso, in the force of the cavitation of the water, is uh, thrown up onto deck. Oh! <laughs> Cowabunga! <laughs> Quint, you're alive! Not for long. <laughs> Quint cuts himself. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it makes me feel alive. <laughs> we did it, boys! We sure did! You know what, Brody? Maybe you're not half bad. Wait. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to have like an unearned emotional moment with me right now. <laughs> the naiad puts a wreath of flowers on Brody's neck. Welcome to Miami. Ba ba da ba 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 ba
This has been Muffed Movies! Oh my god. If you like what you heard, and how could you? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for that solid 45 minutes of fun. Oh. If you <clears throat> if you like Muffed Movies, uh, be sure to rate and review Blaster Podcast. <laughs> Keep listening to that. Andy, yeah. do you have anything to plug? I have something to plug that lasts for 12 days. Is it Hanukkah? No. How well, many? I mean, yeah, actually. How many days of Hanukkah? Eight. Eight days of Hanukkah. 12 days of Christmas. What? What? I'm just plugging Christmas. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Sorry. I've never seen a man look more bewildered <laughs> at another man telling people to have a happy Christmas. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore, Andy. Why not? Because of Al-Qaeda. They've already won. Is that what the war on Christmas was? Yeah, they won. Oh, boy. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for having a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I hope you get a bigger boat of presents. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible from beginning to end. <laughs> Jaws White. <clears throat> Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs>